0: Love Talk Radio.
1: All right, let's take that song up. Let's turn to number forty-three this morning. Number
0: forty-three.
1: What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus.
0: What can make me whole Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious, beautiful. And it makes me
1: white as
0: snow. No more than I know. Nothing but the
1: blood
0: of Jesus. Oh, my heart is safe. I Nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my place is in my Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the gold that makes me white and blue. No other than I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Not the thing that I have done. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the blood.
1: You got surgery this week on Tuesday, right? Okay. Okay. Yep. Means I'll be picking the guitar Wednesday night. All right. How long are you going to be out of commission? How long will you be out of commission on the piano thing?
0: I'll be back. Okay. All right. No, but... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Any other prayer requests this morning?
1: I have a number of unspoken requests this morning. Anybody else got any unspoken
0: requests this morning? Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, remember, yeah. remember them in prayer? Scott in prayer. Pray for him. He fell this week and hurt and, and had to have ambulance come to help him When is that When is that appointment he told me he got coming up? You don't know. Well, so lift Scott up in prayer. He needs all all the prayers he can get. Anybody else? Yes, remember Charlotte in prayers. She's sick this morning. Uh, who else? Who else we got? I don't know where Aubrey and them are this morning. Or, or Your niece. Okay. Okay. All right. I think Donnie and Erica and them are on their way here in a minute. I pray they get here. Um, Everybody else that ain't here, we just lift them up in prayer. God knows where they're at. God knows their needs. But let's let's pray for our own self this morning pray for one another as we come into the house of God. Let God, pray God will speak to us this morning. The Holy Spirit will move in our life. And pray for other people that are listening in that they'll receive something this morning and get something in the message. And pray for me this morning as I preach. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and let's ask God to meet with us. Robert, lead us Amen. You may
0: say it. <laughs>
1: That's saying, love lifted me,
0: love lifted me. The Lord the Lord God, Yeah. Okay.
1: Lord, and there
0: was no to to me, there
1: my burden told my liberty, I shall worry. Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Man, I'm going to sing a special this morning, but there's one in the book I just want to see. got it there in front of you.
0: Burdens do bear. I must tell Jesus.
1: Galatians chapter two, and we're going to begin our text this morning in verse eleven through the end of the chapter. But I'm going to tell you where we're at in the text and get the context of what we're talking about this morning. All right, so let's back up there to verse one of chapter two. We'll read down to verse ten, and then we'll we'll continue on from there. But Backing up there to verse 1, then 14 years ago, after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, and took Titus with me also, and I went up by revelation, in other words, to show them what God has showed him, and communicated unto them the gospel which was preached among the Gentiles, how that Jesus died for our sins according to the Scriptures, was buried and rose again according to the Scriptures. That's what he showed them. And he said, but privately to them, which were of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. He didn't want to die there, trying to share with them people what what he had been preaching, because a lot of them were opposed to it. But neither Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And that, because of false brethren and wares brought in, who came in to privately to despite our liberty, which we might have which we have in Christ Jesus that they might bring us into bondage. Again, they wanted them to they wanted all the male Gentiles to be circumcised like the Jews and follow the Jews' religion and do everything that the Jews were doing. And again, that's not what God commanded us.
0: God commanded us
1: to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and that's it. Amen. And uh <clears throat> And then he goes on to say in verse five to whom you gave place by subjection, no, not for an hour. We didn't listen to them. They weren't an authority over us, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you, but of these who seemed to be somewhat, other people thought they were something, whatsoever it were, it make it no matter to me, as Paul said, God accepts no man's person. So he wasn't impressed with him. For they who seemed to be somewhat incompetent, added nothing to me. He said, I ain't getting anything out of talking to them. He said, but a contrary wife, on the other hand, When they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed to me, in other words, the gospel of the Gentiles, when they saw I was carrying it to them as the gospel of circumcision or the gospel of the Jews was unto Peter, for he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. As God worked in Peter toward the Jews, God worked in both toward the Gentiles is what he says. And when James and Cephas, that's Peter, James, Peter, and John, who seemed to be pillars. They were the important folks there in the church. They were apostles. And they perceived, they understood the grace that was given unto me. They gave to me and burned us the right hand of fellowship. They said, hey, fellas, we are with you in this effort. That's what they were doing. That we should go unto the heathen and they unto the circumcision. Only that they would, they would or they wanted us that we should remember the poor the same which I was also forced to. Do. So please don't forget about the poor folks back here in Jerusalem. Now, beginning in verse 11, we're going to read down through. We're going to, well. We won't read down through the first chapter. We'll get into this with we'll pray, and we'll get into the message. All right. So let's just go ahead and do that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and let's ask God to meet with us today. Father, I love you. I thank you so much, Lord God. I thank you for your love for me. I thank you, Lord, for my salvation, and I thank you for my call to preach. Lord God, thank you for these who come to hear the word of God today. And, Father, I pray, Lord, that you'll give me power from on high. I pray you'd give me unction. Lord, help me to speak, Lord, to the hearts of the people. And, Lord God, I pray you'd give them a heart to receive it. Holy Spirit of God, do what I cannot do. Work in the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls. And Lord, convict of sin and bring them to righteousness. Bring them to repentance, Father. I pray, Lord, you have your will and your way in this service. Lord God, in everything that's done, Lord, I ask you, Lord, take care of it all. And Lord, we know that you will. And we put it in your hands and we trust you with it. And we ask you, Lord, to meet with us now. And we ask your blessing in Jesus' name. And for His sake. Amen. All right. Well, I've got twenty
0: five minutes.
1: No, actually I got thirty-five minutes. I want to bring a message to you by the same title of getting called out in public. Getting called out in public. I you know, I don't know of anybody who likes getting You know, when you're wrong, it's one thing. But when somebody calls you out in public for your wrong, that's a humiliating situation. But yet it happened right here in the scripture. And so let's 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 look at it this morning. Because Peter is getting called out. He's getting rebuked for his wrongdoing. Amen? Begin 'em in verse eleven here. I want you to see this. It says, But when Peter was come to Antioch, so I want you to understand. Peter made a trip from Jerusalem up through Israel, and he came up into Antioch, which is not in Israel. This is on up into what's modern-day Turkey now. But he's up there, and that's where actually the region where Paul is actually from is up in that area. But that's the church, Antioch. If you remember, and this is not Antioch of Pisidia, which is over another place. This is Antioch. Okay, so they're sent. They're sent out from there, and uh, so Peter goes up to that church and visits there. And this is after the meeting that we just read about, where. Peter has said, you know, hey, we understand. You're the gospel. You're going to the Gentiles, and I'm going to the to the Jews. But it says when he came, I I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. What does that mean? That means Paul got right in his face and spoke directly to him in front of everybody, called him out. I mean, called him right on out. Why? Because he was right. He was wrong. That's what the verdict. Word of God says right there in verse eleven. And I want you to think about something this morning. St. Joseph statue in front of it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The Catholic Church over there, them and every other Catholic Church. Before he preaching preaching, to Peter was the first pope. You know that? Y'all believe that? And I'm going to tell you this right here in our text. Let's not to give anybody calls who believes that. Here's the first so-called pope getting shooed out by the apostle Paul. The first so-called, the, the vicar of Christ getting called in and bowled out by the apostle Paul for teaching heresy. So I want you to listen to the Bible of Matthew 16 with me if you would. Matthew 16, 8. I want you to see where, where some heresy comes from involving Peter. This is this pretty this is pretty interesting stuff, because, and I'm sure most of you have heard this verse, and you may have even heard somebody saying uh, something relating to this. This is the verse where the Catholics try to claim that Peter was the first pope. Matthew 16 and verse 18, and it says there in Matthew 16 and verse 18, and, I, and this is Jesus speaking, and I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not, would that, say, hey, that's not true Because if you look at this If you look at what he's saying here And you, and you look at it in the, in, in the original language He says that thou art Peter That's a word called Petros 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 means A piece of a rock off of a bigger rock That's exactly what it means It do not mean a big rock It means a little rock of That's chipped off of a big rock Okay Thou art Peter, thou art a little rock, and upon this rock, that's a different word. It's not Petros, it's Petra. Okay? Petra means a large rock. Okay? Jesus is speaking of himself. Thou art Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But that verse has been misinterpreted and misapplied for proof. Literally, for, for for almost thousands of years. That's not quite thousands, but almost
0: thousands of years. And what is it caused?
1: It's called it's called global terror. You wanna know what I mean by that? Because of the Catholic Church and what they believe in their teachings, we, we have we have crusades against the Muslims against the Muslims, but you know, there's a lot of people died that were probably innocent and didn't hurt anybody who were murdered because the Catholic Church thought we got to go kill all the Muslims in the world. And so they went and did that and murdered many, many, many. And not only that, then you had when, when
0: Adolf Hitler came along, the up and the
1: Catholic Church, sided with the Nazis during World War II. I don't know if
0: y'all know this or not, but they did.
1: The folks sided with Nazis, and they were behind the killing and the murdering Jews. Now why would they do that? Well it's pretty logical to me, since they teach that the Catholic Church replaced the church the house of Israel. they, they teach that the Catholic Church replaced the Jews in God's eyes. the Catholic Church is now God's chosen people. That the Jews are over with and God will never do deal with them again. They teach that. And so they use that as a, as a pretext to, to say, hey, we're all for you murdering all those Jews. And they don't that. Let's not, let's not forget the, the, the millions and millions and millions of, of believers, just like you and I, who believe God's word, who profess to believe what God's word says, again, according to the scriptures, and they were murdered in every kind of horrible, torturous manner that you can possibly come up with in your mind and some that you couldn't come up with. All because of false teaching it comes from one verse. Heresy is dangerous. Dangerous. When you get away from what God said, you're in dangerous territory. It only takes a little step out of the way to get off course. And and again, it ought to be plain to anybody to see that Peter is not a Pope. Amen? Not only all of those things I just shared with you, but he was rebuked by Jesus for spot, spot. In that same, In that same chapter, if you look down a few more verses, in verse 21 through 23, look at what it says. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and of chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised, raised again the third day. So Jesus began to teach them, and I'm going to be crucified, and be buried and raised, raised from the dead. He started teaching that, and notice what happened in verse 22. Then Peter took him, which means he grabbed him and pulled him aside, and he began to rebuke him. He got in Jesus' face and started poking his fingers. and said, oh, Jesus, be far from thee, Lord. This shall not be unto me. He turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. He's talking to the first pope there, you see. Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou art an appearance to me. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of man. You're not worrying about what God wants. You're worrying about what man wants. Can I tell you, when you quit worrying about what God wants, when you're concerned about what man wants, you're on the wrong track. You're going the wrong direction. God's blessing ain't on you when you're worried about what man wants. And by the way, that man in the mirror, that woman in the mirror is the main one you need to worry about. It ain't the other people. It's what you want. Amen? So he told Peter, you don't want to do what I want. You're worried about what you and other people want. Okay? So, again, there's a time when Peter could have claimed ignorance. For, for for what Paul's jumping on him for, okay, all right, and now why we'll see why he's we'll see the Harris for here in a minute. I'm just building up to it. But there's a time that he could have been that he could have claimed ignorance, because again, he he there was a time when he didn't understand what was happening with the Gentiles. There was a time when 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 he only saw that salvation was with the Jews, and 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 I'll and I'll lead you to Acts 10:9 through 16, which is the story of of Peter down at Simon the Tanner's house and and John. And I know you're familiar with this, but I'm going to go ahead and read it to you in the Scripture. Uh, Acts 10, through 16, the Bible said, On the morrow as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour, and he became very hungry, but eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened, and a certain vessel descending unto him, as it had been a great sheep knit at the four corners and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord. Again, here he's he going to deny the Lord again. Peter's good at denying the Lord. Amen, He done it three times. You remember that? I mean, he's pretty good at denying the Lord. He said, No, Lord, I've never eaten anything that's common or unclean. They had dietary the laws as Jews. Probably, I'm just eating anything and everything. So he's he's, he's protesting based on his religion. And the voice spake unto him the second time, what God hath cleansed, call thou not common. Don't you dare call unclean to eat what I've cleansed. And the Bible said it was done thrice. Don't have to do it, three times, before he'd get Peter to figure out he was serious. Three times, and the rest of it was received up again into heaven. Now you look down... Verse 28, the same chapter, he goes with these men, he goes to Cornelius' house, and there he preaches to Cornelius and and, and to those Italian soldiers, and there he makes a statement. He said, and he said unto them, Ye know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that's a Jew to keep company or to come unto one of another nation. Again, they were called called out to be separate, to states with their own kind. They're to intermingle with other nationalities and other peoples, other races, other tribes. They were called to be separate to themselves. And he said, you know, it's unlawful. It ain't right against God's rules for me to do that. God told, told us no. Or, or He said, but God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. God showed me that that's wrong now. God has made it clear to me that as a Gentile is no different than I am, and I'm to treat them just the same as I would a Jew. So that's what God showed him. Y'all see that, right? Okay. Now, let's let's keep looking in our text this morning. So Paul Paul got in his face, all right. So here's he going to tell you why he got in his face. Verse 12 in our text. For so before that certain came from James. Okay, that's the people who came up. There were some people who came up from Jerusalem who had already been there. From Jerusalem, I can eat all this. Wow. He's making stuff at home. He's, he, I mean, he's hanging he out with them. He's probably eating the shrimp. He's probably eating the shrimp catfish and catfish and bacon and pork chops and everything. I mean, he's eating with the Gentiles. They're cooking everything. He's just having a big time with them, and then here comes some Jews up from James in Jerusalem, and they come up to visit the church. The Bible said before they came, he did eat with the Gentiles, but when they were come, and separated said, fearing them which were of the church. he got afraid. He said, "Dang it! They're going to look at me funny. They didn't see that vision I seen.
0: So I'm scared. I'm
1: going to go back. I'm going to hang out with the chickens up my back here. No, 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 no. I am getting away. I'm going to go back over and hang out with them. I'm not hanging out with y'all no more. Peter is not an excuse for his behavior. He knows better than what he's doing. He knows better than he's acting. He's being dishonest. He's being disloyal. Disloyal to Jesus Christ. Why not? Because he's trying to save face with the Jerusalem Jews, so at that moment I want you
0: to understand something. At that
1: moment, the Apostle Peter cares more about what the people from Jerusalem think about him than what God thinks. You see that? And you can And, and again, he might could say, "Well, I didn't know any better." Oh, well, yes, you did. Didn't walk under Acts ten, but you know better at this point. He's being what? He's being a hypocrite. He's being two-faced. Peter is a two-faced. Do you believe that? Right there in your Bible, your King James Bible. I know you've probably never looked at Peter that way before, but that's exactly what he was saying. He said, well, he's just probably confused. No, he ain't confused. He's a coward. That's what he is. He's a coward because he's afraid of men. Why don't you let somebody be afraid of their face? Amen. God God told us to not fear a man. No. He he's being a hypocrite, two faced backstabber is what he's being. He's a coward. And sin will make you a coward. Amen. Acts fifteen, eleven. Listen, here's what Peter said. I want you to hear what Peter said. Before all this took place, back in Acts fifteen, when, when Paul and Barnabas and Titus were there, he said in Acts fifteen, eleven, but we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved even this day. Hey, that ain't no difference. We're the same. That's what he's saying. So Peter knows that Paul's gospel is right. But I want you to notice here. I want you to notice here something. I want you to see here this what's about to take place. I want you to notice the power of your influence. I see it all over this right here. Your influence is so powerful. I want you to notice how easy Peter's bad example is. Verse 13. And the other Jews dissembled likewise with him. So Peter, he, he got nervous. He put his bacon bag on his plate, and he said, I'm not hanging out with you. And so much that other Jesus who are watching this, not, I know we've to hang out with him, but if he's not going to hang out with We got to get away from him too. Y'all, what's so wrong with y'all? You see how quickly errors spreads? Just take a little. The Bible tells us that a little leaven at the whole lump. And I mean, I, I've baked bread. I, I know what I know what it does. You take that flour and, and, and everything. You got your the mixture, you there, you add that warm water and that yeast, and yeast and sugar, and everything over that bread. And you let it set up on the countertop, covered up. And what was not one of dough becomes a big old poofy bag of dough. It swells up. Why? Because sin works that same way. That's why the Bible says, "Jesus, we don't eat, we don't eat leavened bread. We don't eat bread like that, represent the body of Christ, because we had no sin in Him." And it represents sin, and yet you had a little bit of sin going somewhere. So the Jews, these Jews, they, they wander over there, out of, away from the Gentiles, with Peter. In so much, the Bible said that Barnabas also was carried away. With their desecration, barnabas and Barnabas. They call Barnabas He's a noble man. I mean, we we read about him in Acts chapter four. Barnabas was a very noble, very respected, very uh, very wise man, and he got so caught up in all this foolishness that he joined Peter in this foolishness. And Paul still there watching all this, and Paul got to the point where he just can't take it no more. I guarantee you, Paul's blood pressure was higher than it's ever been they watching this nonsense go on. I mean, he's like a pressure cooker just sitting there with a potting to with steam. I mean, he's about ready to blow. Ready to explode. He said, I can't take this no more. he had a seal for truth, you understand? When you love the truth, you get excited about the truth. You get nervous about the truth. You get upset about the truth when somebody's against the truth. And he won't settle for nowhere. i I go in, I won't leave and you shouldn't either. Verse fourteen. Notice this. He said, "But when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Peter before them all." Now let's stop right there. I want us to notice first of all, when he saw, he saw it. Paul had Holy Ghost servant to judge that Peter was in error. We live in a day where. Don't you judge me. Why Don't you judge me. You're judging me. Don't you judge me. Judge me. Judge me. I'm going to tell you something. Paul looked at it, and he said, I judge you You're running the wrong feet, and I'm not going to take it no more." Amen. He saw it. He said it's wrong. The error was obvious. He said, I saw they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel. He saw that they were violating the gospel. How were they doing that? What they're doing, Peter's doing, is saying, "Hey, that gospel well, back in Acts three nineteen two, you gotta, you gotta have works added to it." Peter, by walking away from those those Gentiles, was saying they're not right with God. The Lord didn't want sin. these Look at them over there. I, I, I'm not laughing. he doing? And what he's preached to believe. He's preaching error by his options. And so what did Paul do? Paul called him out in front of God and everybody. And I know some people will say, Christians,
0: I'm
1: going to tell you how Christians should act." A Christian shouldn't get upset and angry. And if you get a little bit of angry, make sure you don't, it don't turn into nothing but a little bit of angry The Bible says being angry and saying not. You can get angry. Make sure it's righteous indignation. Make sure it is you being angry because somebody is coming against God's truth and not because somebody's coming against you. So he said to them, and I want you to make sure you understand all this, if thou being a Jew, so he's looking at Peter, and he says, Peter, you're a Jew, and he said, he said, and you live after the manner of the Gentiles, and he has been. He's been living among them and just fine. He said, and you and, and you're not doing as the Jews. So he's not making sure everybody's kosher. He's not making sure he, he follows every little jot and tittle. He's not I mean, again, there's liberty in the Lord. We're not under that set of laws anymore. And he said, You're not you're not living like the Jews. Then why in the world are you trying to get the Gentiles to live as Jews? What are you doing? Verse 15. He said, We who are Jews by nature, and what he means by that is that I was born a Jew. You were born a Jew, Peter. They weren't born Jews. These people here in Antioch, they're not born Jews, but we were. Okay? We who are Jews by nature, we're not sinners of the Gentiles. And again, that's just a whole talk of them saying, All of them Gentiles are sinners. He said, We're not we're not them, okay? He said, and we know we know it that a man is not justified by the works of the law. They have been under the of the law all their lives. They have brought peace to the temple to be served. He said, here we
0: are.
1: He said, is Christ the minister of sin? Is Christ, because we went to the Gentiles, is Christ leading us in the sin? God forbid. He's saying, we're not sinners because we're fellowshipping with the Gentiles. We're not under the law. Peter, get this through your head, bonehead. Understand something here. God is done with the law. Christ fulfilled it. Verse 18. He said, for if I build again the things which I destroyed. Now you remember, what was Paul doing before? Paul, what was he doing before? He was persecuting the church. He was trying to destroy the church. Why? Because he hated, he hated Jesus. He hated the way of the Lord Jesus Christ. But now he, he, listen. I have no use for that anymore. The law, the law condemned me, but Christ fulfilled the law. So I am in Christ now, and it's fulfilled. He said, I'm not going back and rebuilding all these things." So if I go back and try to preach the law again, he said, I'll make myself a transgressor. i Oh, I'm go back into the I'm not going back. And I believe Paul, is the one who wrote Hebrews. And then the, and Paul in Hebrews told them. He he told them very plainly, Don't you turn back for the law. You you can go crucify the Lord afresh. I mean you can't do that. Listen, submitting himself to the law made him the person he was before his salvation. How do you think he got so zealous he wanted to kill Christians? He got so caught up in the law, he thought he was supposed to do that. Now, let's wind this thing up. Verse 19. Paul said, for I, through the law, am dead to the law. What does that mean? Again, Christ came to fulfill the law. So, Christ did. He did it all. When he died, when he was dying on the cross, i fulfilled every bit of the law. So I, through the law, am dead to the law. Why? Because Christ died in my place to fulfill everything. That I might live under God. That I might have eternal life. I am dead. Through the law, I'm dead because Christ did it. And look at what sweet. I love this verse the verse of the whole Bible. When he said, I am crucified with Christ. He said, you remember when they hung him on that cross? You remember when they nailed his hands and his feet? You remember when he was hanging there? That was me hanging there. That was you hanging there. He did it in our place. He was our substitute. He stood in our place He bore our sins. He paid for our sins. You need to remember that every time you sin against God, you were doing something that nailed him to the cross. And if you do that comfort, God help you. Amen. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. I'm still here. I'm not dead. He died for me, but I'm, I'm still here. He said, But it's not really me. It ain't yet not I. It's not really me. It's Christ that liveth in me. This ain't the old soul of Parsons, the, the persecuted believers. I'm a new preacher. I'm made new in Christ. I'm born again. I'm born anew. Christ liveth in me. Does he live in you? Does Christ live in you? I'm not asking you if you say you're saved, saved. You know, there's a lot of people who say they're saved, who they ain't saved. There's a lot of people whose names are on church Rolls. Whose reservations are in hell? That's the truth. Does Christ live in you? If he lives in you, if something God lives in your life, he's gonna stick out. I promise you. You're not gonna hide him. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. My life from this point on, from the time that Christ came in, he said, I live by the faith of the Son of God. It's no longer about me. It's no longer about my wants, wishes, and desires. It's about God's wants, wishes, and desires for me. It's no longer about my wishes for my life. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's what it says right there in the Word of God. I'm now living in the the faith of the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. But so many people won't give nothing back. God gave himself for you so you could live your life for him. And he goes on to finish. He said, "I I do not frustrate the grace of God. He's looking at Peter right in the eyeballs when he's saying this. I don't frustrate the grace of God. What you're doing, Peter, you're frustrating the grace. You're mixing in works with it. And I'm going to tell you something. And, and, and again, I, I, might, I might make some people mad this morning, but by the day, that's all right. You'll get glad in the same way that you got mad in. And people listening into to me, they may get mad at me. I don't care. I ain't caring at this point. I ain't going to start now. I'm going to tell you something. If you think that you've got to get this bad experience, people go to hell. If you think that you've got to have some kind of a tongue-speaking experience to go to heaven, you're going to go to hell. If you think you've got to belong to a certain church, that you can do anything to of God in your flesh, you're going to hell because you cannot do it. You're not relying on Jesus. You have works of grace. You've made it null and void. Oh, there's so many people in this world who are going to wake up in hell and think, what happened? What happened? I I prayed a long time ago. I prayed a prayer. I, I said some words. I, I thought I meant it, but you weren't relying on Jesus. See, it's it, you don't just God listen. You don't you don't make any problems. And when you come to Christ, you got to come to Him, believing and trusting. Again, it's not believing in Jesus; it's believing on Jesus. As I've said so many times, Jesus is the same way. All I knew is even I believed what he said was true. And I trusted in his word that if I came to him and I didn't try to bring my own works to him, Because he heard from his mother and daddy in the garden when God killed the an animal and covered them in, in, in covering the skin to cover their eyes, their nakedness, their sin. I no story. My works won't do, and your works won't do. Won't nobody's works do. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So stand together. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you so much. I thank you, Lord, for loving me. I thank you that salvation is full and free. Thank you, Lord. There ain't a thing we can do to get it. Lord God, I'm so grateful. Lord, I'm afraid that people are going to split hell wide open because they trust in something other than peace. Lord, I'm afraid. Lord.
0: I'll <laughs> put